This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Meow Mix Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we are celebrating yet another Carolina Panthers victory! Three in a row, three in a row. Three in a row. We are now three and two. After starting off 0-2, we've won three in a row, and this team has won three in a row. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean- I was going to say we're looking really good, but... There's some things to nitpick here, but hey, a a win is a win. You got to win ugly sometimes, and we'll take it. Yeah, you have to win sometimes when, you know, your bread and butter isn't making it all the plays, like the defense. It it, it gave up a lot this week, but all in all, it came down with a W, so that's what matters. We're feeling so much better than that Thursday night Tampa Bay game. Oh, yeah. What was the world? Yep. Yeah, three and two Carolina Panthers, 34 Jacksonville Jaguars, 27. We had to withstand a pretty strong finishing drive from the Jaguars. They had several shots at the end zone. Luckily, none of them (laughs) connected. We kept giving them additional shots at the end zone towards the end of the game there with some pretty bad penalties. Yeah, why uh, do you get an offside penalty on a ball, on a Hail Mary? That was your boy. I know, I know, boy. I know he's, he had a great game, but yeah, that was dumb. You know, at that play, you just know it's the last play. You got to make the try to rush, but come on. Yeah, you can't get an offsides there. Um, yeah, so, I mean, like I said, we did give them several opportunities there at the end, but they weren't able to make it. Uh, this game will be probably remembered at, for the Christian McCaffrey, uh, another uh, incredible Christian McCaffrey performance. 19 carries, 176 yards, two rushing touchdowns with a long of 84 yards where he was just untouched. Yep, that's a new record for him. I know. I went one one week after I said <laughs> we were going to have the longest <laughs> scoring play from scrimmage. We get it this game. Uh, he also had six receptions for 61 yards and another touchdown. Just, just a, There's no words to describe how good Christian McCaffrey is. It, by the way, I have, I have if there's three. Still anyone, I have three. Let I have me just three say words. If there's anyone that's still up for debate about who the best running back in the NFL is right now, they, you're not an NFL fan because this guy is the greatest yeah. right now. Now, I've got three words. Okay. Most valuable player. MVP. Ah. <clears throat> Definitely for this team. Yeah, for this team. He needs to be considered for the NFL. He definitely should be in consideration for sure. I, I know Patrick Mahomes. I know it's going to go to a quarterback, but he should get some serious attention for it because he is putting this team on his back offensively and literally running the leading the way for this team. He is. And honestly, he's on record setting pace right now. Mm-hmm. So if he does get, you know, 2,700 yards from scrimmage which I think is the pace he's on right now. That could that could be enough to uh, I, to get that MVP award. It really yeah, could. 
and and we go into the playoffs, uh, that's going to be a key. The team has to do well. Oh yeah, I mean you can't be an MVP and go five and eleven or anything else. Yeah, yeah. So, but hey, right now we're three and two. We finally get our first home win. Yeah, we do. It's big. Got got off. Got that monkey off our back. Um, Kyle Allen, a, a game manager today. No, yeah. no huge touchdown plays. Um, 17 for 30, 181 yards and a touchdown. No interceptions. Did put the ball on the ground again twice. Yeah, luckily in the second half he didn't do it again. But man, well, what are we going to that ball, man? What are you going? Gonna... Are, are we going to have to go old school and throw stick them on his hands? Probably not a great idea for a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was a joke. Um. I will say this, this game, just seeing him put the ball on the ground again, and I feel like after that second one especially, he got a little a little shy in there. Mm-hmm. They really threw the ball away quick a couple of times when I think he still had an opportunity to make a play. Um, I'm looking forward to a healthy Cam Newton coming back. Yeah, I'll say that. I, I am too. If a healthy Cam Newton's out there, this game's not close. I think he's able to avoid the rush and get some yards on the ground. Yeah. Now, I will say that um, Allen didn't lose any fumbles today, which mm-hmm. is good. Um, and one of them, I believe, was actually not ruled a fumble because there was a flag on the play. Mm-hmm. So, officially, he only had one fumble, which was recovered by us. But um, Gardner Minshew did put the ball on the ground and lost three fumbles today. So he did a Kyle Allen from last week, lost three fumbles. And really that's why we won the game. Yep. It was, uh, going back to Kyle Allen. I feel like, especially after the fumbles, they really game planned to just get the ball out of his hand and run the ball because we had some, uh, daily starting at left, left tackle. Uh, Daryl Williams was in at right guard. I, at the beginning, they were just dipping and dunking. Like they didn't trust our offensive line to hold very long, especially with him back there. Which it worked to a certain extent, but you gotta worry, man. Eventually, we gotta throw the ball down the field more. Yeah, um, and, and let's give a little bit of kudos to that offensive line. Yeah, uh, the rushing alone, two hundred and eighty-five rushing yards from this team today. That's dominant. Yeah, That's and dominant. And Bonavid's run and Christian McCaffrey's run, huge runs, they didn't get touched in the line. Yeah. I mean, they just skirted through and not a hand touched on them. So that's all O-line. Yeah, and let's 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 talk about Bonavid for a second because up until this point in the season, Christian McCaffrey really had been the only one to run the ball. I think two other rushes maybe. Uh, yeah, non- he had two rushes, rushes going into this game. <clears throat> So Bonifan gets five carries in this game, and I think his second or third one, he busted out a 59-yard touchdown. And yeah. hey, it a, was a critical a point, point of the too. game. Right, with a point of the game, we really needed it. And put us up seven, which ended up being the margin of victory for the game. But that was him coming in and being able to basically do his best Christian McCaffrey impersonation while McCaffrey was on the sideline. That was huge. Yeah. Absolutely huge, and I think he's earned a little bit of playing time. I do too, and I think especially with Christian McCaffrey, it, what looked like cramps on the sideline. Yeah. Thank uh, God, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw our season going up in flames as he was limping <laughs> off the field. 
Well, with him showing that he can tote the ball pretty well, I assume that they're going to start giving Christian McCaffrey a little bit of break. I mean, it's still going to be 90 to 10%, but he's got to catch a breather. We can't run him too, too much. Otherwise, what's going to happen towards the end of the year? Yeah, I don't think McCaffrey is one of those guys that needs to stay in the game to, you know, produce well, right? I think he could come out for a few plays here and there, come back Mm -hmm. in and still be able to pick it right back up. Yeah. And if you can spell him for even five carries a game like this game, then, you know, six games down the road, that's a full game's worth of carries. Yep. That he's been spelled. And that's important. Yeah. Especially for a guy that's going to touch the ball 400 times. You know, that's another 25 touches today. So less than last week, but... Okay, if we take that 59-yarder away, Bonavin had four rushes for 21 yards. That's a five-yard... And that was when the Panthers needed to run the ball to bleed the clock. Yeah. So they knew it was a run. So he did a really good job. He I, did. I, I think... I think he had the 59-yard run, he had a 17-yard run, right? So Mm -hmm. that's most of the production there. But still, he was able to break both of those runs. And -hmm. that's what you need, you know. At that point of the game, I mean, let's let's give McCaffrey maybe some credit for this too. But at that point in the game, the Jags were just beat down defensively. I mean, McCaffrey was gashing them every time he touched the ball. And I think Bonifant coming in with fresh legs, which, by the way... Uh, hey, Rivera, Norv, maybe not a bad idea to try something like that in yeah. a close game. Pull McCaffrey out for a few plays. Let Bonifant come in and see what can happen. A guy that, you know, you, you know you're going to have run the ball so many times up to that point. Both defenses looked just gassed at the end of the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were just constantly running. Uh, Carolina had 27 rushes for 285 yards and three touchdowns. That... That's going to drop them a lot on their rushing defense stats. That's a huge rushing game. Yeah, massive. Um, let's see. Uh, we kind of touched on it just for a minute there, but the defense today gave up a lot of yards, uh-huh. but were opportunistic. Right? Yes. Forcing those three fumbles, two of them turned into touchdowns. One of yep. them turned into an immediate touchdown, Brian Burns picking it up. And taking it in. Spider burns, spider burns, uh, returns a touchdown (laughs) ball. (laughs) Yeah, Burns had a very good day. Uh, You know, that little penalty at the end there aside. Yeah. He was all around the quarterback and, uh, again, picking up that fumble for his first career touchdown. He had another fumble uh, sack later in the game. And that was key, too, because I think they were driving and we got the ball back that you know, into their drive where they could have taken the lead. Yep. Yep. Um, so even though we gave up, uh, God, Minshew had 374 passing yards, mm-hmm. two touchdowns, uh, and then Leonard Fournette, 23 rushes, 108 yards and a touchdown. I mean, they put up a lot of yards, over 500 offensive yards. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they really won all the stats except for turnovers where they had three and we had zero. And that's where the game was won. Well, we also rushed the ball. If you run the ball like we did today, most times you win the game. But we have to do something about stopping 
some of their receivers. We've had this issue with Tampa Bay. Chris Godwin went wild on us. Today, DJ Shark went wild on us. I know we had the number one passing defense in the league up until this week. Now we're <laughs> definitely no longer that. But DJ Shark, who's having a great year, had eight receptions, 164 yards, and two touchdowns. That's just awful. Ross Cockrell was getting beat early on the game against him, and then Bradbury, I think they started putting on him. I don't know why he wasn't on him the whole game. So, uh, yeah, I think Bradbury, I think, I mean, D.D. Westbrook is their number one guy, I think, in terms of their formations. But Shark has definitely made a name for himself so far this year. And like you said, eight receptions, 164 yards. D.D. Westbrook had seven for 82. So it's not like he had a, a bad game either. Mm-mm. But, yeah, I did notice that they started moving Bradbury over to Shark at that point. He he was on such a roll. I don't know that it really mattered. That yeah. guy is that guy is really good. Like, you know, I'd heard his name just from fantasy football over the last few weeks, but seeing him in person, that guy's impressive. Yeah, he I, he was a top wide receiver in the league right now with his yardage before this game, and it, he's probably going to be a top five or so after this game. Yeah, uh, Minshew, dude's a real deal. Yeah, um, I think Jacksonville lucked into a franchise quarterback in the fifth or sixth round this year. Yeah, because he, he was, he was putting the very ball, impressive. He was putting the ball in tight windows, great throws. I'm glad we got to win, but he looks real. Jacksonville should be very happy. Unfortunately, they got to figure out what to do with Nick Foles' contract. But yeah, you just ride Minshew for now on. Well, it, it's really not that big of a deal for them because Minshew is on a rookie deal. So yeah. even though they're paying Foles starter money, they're really only paying one quarterback starter money. So they'd have to be paying one of them starter money. It's really not that big of a deal. But, um, yeah, he, he what really surprised me about him, and I didn't know this coming in, was he's very mobile back there. Mm-hmm. And seven rushes for 42 yards for him some key first downs, especially in that second half. He uh, he exploited our defense a little bit. And it's something I hope that the Panthers can look at. Maybe not next week against Jameis, because Jameis doesn't really run much. But, <clears throat> you know, down the, down the road, there's going to be some guys that you're going to have to stop that. Yeah, I, we stopped uh, Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray. I don't think we ran the same game plan against Minshew, and maybe we should have. I felt like every time we started collapsing the pocket, he would just squirt out and get a couple yards running or even dump the ball off. I mean, we only got two sacks and two quarterback hits this game. Yeah, And we were on fire the previous two games <laughs> against mobile quarterbacks. So maybe that's what we should have done. I mean, it's a little late now, but at least we got the W. Well, they had a very, I could tell, they had a very strong game plan to stop the run in this Mm -hmm. game. And they were going to let Minshew throw the ball. And he threw the ball. And they really did shut down Fournette until that, you know, almost 50-yard run he had there, I think, in the fourth quarter. He only ended up with 108 yards, and 48 of those came on one carry. Mm -hmm. Just like... You know, a couple of weeks ago, I think he was shut down and had a big run towards the end of the game. 
but yeah, he's that, got that, that ability. He's, huh? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but he's got that ability, and you've got to play him for all four quarters. So it looked like to me that Carolina decided we're going to let Gardner Minshew beat us. Luckily, he did not, but he came damn close. Yeah, he really did. I, I He's the real deal. He's going to probably only get better. And mustache mania is going to go wild in Jacksonville. Not this week, though. <laughs> this week, they're going to be flying home with a loss. Yep. Um, let's uh, let's talk about our receivers a little bit. We talked about Jacksonville's, but uh, DJ Moore had an, a really nice game today. Um, his first really high target game. Since Kyle Allen became quarterback, he had six receptions on eight targets for 91 yards. Had a beautiful catch Mm -hmm. earlier in the game where Allen just kind of tossed it up there. DJ Moore was covered very well and, you know, used his Steve Smith-like ability to really go up there and get that ball. And I, I did not think he had a chance to catch that ball when I saw it coming down. Yeah, I was shocked he came down with it, too. I was ecstatic he did, but he also made some very, very good catches on third down when it was needed. Yeah, especially uh, when just, McCaffrey went out. Yeah. Just yeah, they to, leaned he, on him a bit. It, it was nice to see. He had good, solid hands. I didn't see him have any drops or anything. He did have eight targets, so mm-hmm. they could have been just thrown out of bounds around him or right. something. I didn't see him actually drop anything. No, he had a good game. Um, I did like how Norv Turner opened the game up with a couple of mm-hmm. end arounds to Samuel, but that was it. We didn't see that the rest of the game. You know, yeah. it was just that first like four plays. I think there were two of them on that first you know series, but after that, you didn't see it again. And they yeah. they both worked. Yeah, I don't understand that, especially when we were down there trying to score. We were up by four. Why not continue on with the end of rounds or fake end of rounds? At least try to keep the defense a little bit honest because they were just gearing up towards McCaffrey in that fourth quarter, which obviously you do at that point that he's been gashing you so much. But do a quick end around on that third down instead of that stupid gadget play. Like, it was so frustrating. Are oh, you talking about that, the McCaffrey pass? Yes. I, yeah. For, yeah. That was dumb ugly. play call. Then if you're going, I don't agree going for it. You go, you kick the field goal. You go up by the full seven. Well, let's go ahead and talk about it. Joey Sly was not a reliable kicker today. No, and that may have played into that uh, play call to actually go for it. So I still don't like the gadget play there. I just don't. I I don't either. I, I think the play was incorrect. I'm talking about going for it on fourth down may have that decision may have been made because Joey Sly was just having an off day. Um, but yeah, and the game, the, the play we're talking about was when we really needed a score, mm-hmm. right? I think we were up four at that time. We were. And McCaffrey took a, it was what, third and a half a yard or so. McCaffrey took the handoff, ran right and pulled back to pass. Mm-hmm. And it was covered. It was covered perfectly. Yep. And he threw the ball into the dirt. Which and, smart play, Christian McCaffrey. Right. Good play by him not to try to force something like DeAndre Hopkins did last week against the Panthers. Yep. Um, but 
why not just run it twice right up the middle if you know you're going to go for it on fourth down? Or here was or, my or question. QB sneak what? it. Well, Kyle Allen can't hold on to the ball. But <laughs> okay, good call. <laughs> <laughs> but why not do a fullback up the middle fake toss to McCaffrey to do a sweep? So you hand the ball off to Arma up the middle, who's been known to get one or two yards, and then you fake out and act like you're pitching to McCaffrey because McCaffrey's going to have those linebackers biting on him how much he was running. And then they'll maybe weaken up that belly of that defensive line just to get that one yard for Arma. Yeah, um, uh, but Arma or McCaffrey or Kyle Allen even. Or in the round. If he knows, if Kyle Allen knows he's QB sneaking it, he'll probably hang on to the ball. But at that time of the game, all you're doing is running the ball successfully. Mm -hmm. Just get the first down. and, And get three more plays to try to punch it into the end zone you know we don't need anything fancy at that point we just want to win the game yeah <clears throat> so I, I yeah i i very much disagreed with that call it happened it worked once last year when mccaffrey threw you know for a touchdown but obviously didn't work this game and just really didn't fit the situation i don't think that's tough to do when you're in that part of the field you know. No, and McCaffrey's not a quarterback. I don't think he's ever right. been a quarterback, so he's probably... Yes, he could throw the ball better than me, you, and every other person listening to this podcast, but, you know, he's not a quarterback. He's not going to be able to make a tight window throw right. in the corner of the end zone. If you're going to let uh, one of our running backs do that, let Bonifan do it. He actually played yep. quarterback in college a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he he's... Yeah. Uh, that dude is... Uber talented. I'm glad he's on our team. Um, let's see. Luke, Luke Keekley led the team in tackles with 12. Got a little shaken up at one point in this game, too. But, you know, both of our linchpins in this game on defense and on offense got a little shaken up during the game and really gave me heartburn. But both able to, well, at least Keekley able to come back in. That was fairly early in the game when he got shaken up. Um, and then it seemed like McCaffrey's going to be okay if it was, if it truly was just cramping. Um, Shaq had another really good game. I, he was all over the place. Yeah. Uh, Eric uh, Reed had one, a really good game. Yeah. He, well, back to Shaq and then I'll jump on Eric Reed. Uh, Shaq Thompson, there was that one play where it was pitched to, mm-hmm. uh, Fournette and he had his head in the game where he didn't let, Fournette go anywhere. That was just a beautiful play. I just wanted to call that play out because that was him staying in the game. That was the exact play I was thinking when I was talking about how good a game he had. Yeah. Yeah. And then Reed. Reed had a really good game, I think. And he had an interception called back for uh, Burns' offside. That would have ended the game. But still, 10 tackles, um, two pass defenses from him. He was all over the place. And they were doing some interesting things with the safeties this game to try and stop the run. Mm -hmm. Probably another reason why Minshew had such a big game. They were bringing the safeties up to stop the run. So, like I said, they they focused on stopping the run today. And unfortunately, the stats really don't show that they did that. But they they did. They really did bottle up Fournette for most of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, Any other standouts that you want to call out uh, uh before we before we do heroes and zeros 
Uh, besides Burns, I mean, we've already touched on him. I thought Gerald McCoy had a good game. I saw him in the backfield quite a bit. He didn't really register any sacks or anything, but I saw him pressuring Minshew enough to get him happy feet. Yeah. So it didn't really count in the stat fields, but I think it helped with, you know, rushing some throws that may have, you know, developed better for them. But overall, I mean, like you said, it's not the greatest performance by them. I do want to call out, uh, Ross Cockrell a little bit. Mm-hmm. He he didn't have a very good game today. <clears throat> One thing that I noticed from him, aside from his man catching almost every ball thrown at him, was when he tackles, he really tries to punch the ball out mm-hmm. every time. Sometimes at the expense of the tackle, which mm-hmm. you can't you can't do. Um, there were a couple of plays, maybe even more than a couple where Cockrell got in there for the tackle and instead of wrapping up, just kind of started reaching, pawing at the ball and his guy got another five yards. And in this type of game where this is a one score game, you know, the offenses are going up and down the field, man, getting a stop is huge. And he really let his man just continue to get a few extra yards after contact. Yeah, there's a few players on our team that did that, especially like on that last drive where, you know, we want to tackle them in bounds, but they kept trying to go for the ball. Instead, he gets an extra six, seven yards. I mean, yeah, it, get your head in the game, guys. We, we're bleeding the clock. We're not trying. I understand you want the ball, but. And it's it's a little hypocritical to argue about it when we are praising the fact that we did, we did force three fumbles. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah. In my in my opinion, that was what won us the game. Um, but you got to know your situations, like you were saying. You know, you're trying to win the game at that point. You just need stops. Yeah. You know, force them into that fourth down or fourth down play. Um, but yeah, Cockrell. Uh, I'm looking forward to Dante Jackson coming back. I think Cockrell's a good player and mm-hmm. a really good depth player. But he was, I mean, they they had to call a timeout there in the fourth quarter to get him out of the game because he was just gassed. He couldn't do it anymore. Mm. Yeah. I'm hoping Dante gets back too. Uh, I like the depth we have at cornerback, even though JV and Elliot didn't have the greatest game either. Um, but I feel good about if a guy goes out or needs a breath, like Cockrell did that at least we're not going to be trotting people out there that you're just terrified. You're not t- Colin Jones, corn elder. Those guys, I don't want to see in our secondary playing actual snaps on defense. No. Leave Colin Jones on special teams where he's actually good. Yep. <laughs> he had a nice nice special teams tackle today. Um, all right. Anything else you want to touch on before we move into heroes and zeros? Kyle Allen is four and O as a starter. He is four and O as a starter. This one <laughs> I don't know that I would hang this one on his you know, notch on his belt in terms of a game he won for us, but it was a game he did not lose for us. There, we also broke a streak today. Oh yeah, yeah. We started the game without oh, yeah. a turnover, <laughs> <laughs> and we actually got a touchdown yeah. on that first drive. Yeah, Just that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> I, I, and they did they did mention it several times in the game where we had not won a home game since week nine of last year. So. Nice to finally get another home win, and hopefully, I mean, hopefully fans will start showing up. This game was technically sold out, but they showed a lot of 
video, you know, camera angles of the stadium, and there were a lot of blue seats out there. There was. I, I was kind of shocked, too, especially after two wins. I was... I mean, yeah, if but, anybody that doesn't want to go to the game and has tickets, you yeah, can pop Meow Mix, up. MeowMixMailbag at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, uh, it, was, it was kind of a hot day out there again. Um, so hopefully, you know, weather cools down after this. Hopefully we get some more fans out there because I think the team really feeds off of it and they desperately want the fans out there. Now, before we move on to Heroes and Zeros, I want to touch on base on something. The beer bet of the week. <laughs> 41 yeah. and a half, I believe we had it set at. Uh, 34.27. I think that's higher, right, Stephen? Uh, carry the two. Divide by seven. Yes, that is higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's um, another victory for me. Congratulations. <laughs> that's four and one. I believe your bold prediction was that we would hold Gardner Minshew under 150 We're not talking about that. Yards. That's bold. That's bold. Okay, that's bold, and it didn't happen. Okay, that's why it's called bold prediction. Okay, okay. <laughs> yes, another another beer victory for you. Congratulations. <laughs> um, all right, let's get to heroes and zeros. Um, I will, I'll kick it off this week. Mm-hmm. My hero this week is Reggie Bonifant. Uh, by the way, this is now the Christian McCaffrey hero of the week category because we could honestly give it to Christian McCaffrey every single week. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to name the award after him. Just assume that he is the hero, right? Yeah. Yeah. So especially for this week, it's the Christian McCaffrey hero of the week award. We've talked about why he was the hero this week. Um, so my Christian McCaffrey hero of the week award is Reggie Bonifant. Yeah. Who came in for Christian McCaffrey, had a massive touchdown run. A very important touchdown run. Made the most of the rest of his time out there. Held on to the ball. And did everything you want from your backup running back. Yeah, he looked good. He looks like... It looks like we have a solid backup running back that we can spell Christian McCaffrey with. Yeah. (sighs) Now my hero. You know who it's gonna be. Spider-Burns. Yep. He had, he had three tackles, uh, one sack, one fumble recovery, and one touchdown. Woo! Yeah, in a game where uh, you win by one touchdown. Yeah. That's big. That's and huge. He looks fast. He looked fast holding that rock. Yeah, well, he only had to walk, go like half speed either because he was so <laughs> far out ahead of everybody else. He's a big dude, man. I, I've said it before, but that is a big dude. Yeah. Jesus. Um, yeah. All right. Let's 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 go with our zeros. We do. I think we do have a couple. Why don't you start it off? I'm going to call out the old man, the 34-year-old Greg Olson. He had only <laughs> two targets and zero uh, receptions. For this style of game plan that we had, where we're just getting the ball out quickly— you would assume he would have been able to get a couple more receptions and targets, but he was just nullified. This two games in a row that he was completely nullified. Come on, Greg. You need to step up. So, or Ian Thomas needs to step up. Someone from that tight end position should really be making plays out there. Yeah. I don't know if he was used more as a blocker today. He only had the two targets, like you said. Um, but this is the first time we've mentioned his name, and it's in the zero category. 
and he had mm-hmm. zero reception. So, yep. yeah, um, come on, Greg, step it up a little bit. My zero is going to be Joey Sly. You and I had kind of a, a little argument about who got to have Joey Sly as their zero. Well, he's my son, and, you know, I, you get you have to punish <laughs> your own children. You know, he's 0 for 2 on field goals. One of them was blocked. The other one was just wide right. And then he was wide right on an extra point, too. And that could have been a really critical extra point miss. I think it was the last one of the game. Would have put us up by 8, which is a lot more comfortable of a margin than 7, right? Mm -hmm. You're up 8, they have to go for it for 2 just to tie. You're up 7, they can go for it for 2 to win. So, bad game for Joey. Uh, I think better things are ahead. Sometimes kickers just have bad games. But, uh, it was a little rough to watch. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't... Sometimes kickers, like, continue on that way when they have a bad game. Hopefully he could shake it off. I, I know like you have uh, you have faith in him, you know. I honestly, when we were lining up for a 56-yard kick, I was like, oh, he's got this, and then it was blocked. I, maybe that block just kind of rattled him this week. It may yeah. have. It may have. They And they talked about that a little bit on the broadcast, that apparently there was one part of the line that just wasn't really protecting very well, and, and that's kind of why the ball kept shooting off to the right a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm just disappointed. <laughs> Well, we're going to take a quick break and be right back with the Battle of the NFC South and the rest of the scores around the league. Brian, what do I love? Fantasy football. I do love fantasy football, but what else do I love? Uh, Making money? I love winning money, but no, no, no. That's not what I'm thinking of. Ooh, 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 I know. Sundays. I love Sundays, and I'm not talking ice cream, ladies and gentlemen. And if you love playing fantasy football... You need to check out the FTLS Fantasy Football Podcast with myself and Johnny Bats over here. Find us on Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app. And as always, check out all of our work at www.ftlsunday.com. Look forward to winning with you all year. And we are back. It's time to talk about the battle for the NFC South crown. Only two games to talk about this week. Mm-hmm. We'll start with Atlanta at Houston. Now, I would like to remind folks before we talk about this game that the Carolina Panthers held Houston to 10 points last week. Only 10. At home in Houston in a Panthers victory. <clears throat> Houston Texans 53, Atlanta Falcons 32. Houston Texans, 53, Jerry. Did you hear me? Yeah, 53. 53, That's 43 more points than we gave them last week. Yeah, and Dan Quinn's a defensive uh, coach over there, too. So what's he doing? Might not not have that word coach in his name for much longer. Deshaun Watson just destroyed the Falcons this, this game. He was 28 for 33, 426 yards. Five touchdown passes, no interceptions, a perfect 153 or 158.3 passer rating. Also added four rushes for 47 yards just for fun. Um, Will Fuller had the game of his life 14 receptions, 217 yards, and three touchdowns on 16 targets. 
Oh, man. Uh, Matt Ryan had a good game. You know, seems like Matt Ryan has good games and Falcons losses. 330 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Had a high, a high passer rating, but they could not get anything going on the ground. Only 57 total rushing yards for Atlanta. Calvin Ridley led the game for them for uh, 88 yards and a touchdown. Julio Jones, 42 yards, did nothing. Um, yeah, not much else to say about this game other than the Falcons are now 1-4. They are trash. Yeah, they are uh, the basement of the NFC South. And let's look at the other two NFC South teams who actually played each other. Uh, Tampa Bay lost in New Orleans to the Saints, 31-24. And game wasn't even actually this close. Tampa Bay scored with 13 seconds left, a touchdown. It was 31-17 late in the fourth quarter. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, he balled out pretty well, uh, 26 out of 34, 314 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. Uh, He mostly completed passes strictly to Michael Thomas, and I can't blame (laughs) him. I would, too. Uh, Michael Thomas, great receiver, one of the top in the NFL, 11 receptions, 182 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, For the most part, they kept Kamara in check, 16 carries, 62 yards, but he did have six receptions for 42 yards. That's, you know... The poor man's Christian McCaffrey there. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, Jameis Winston didn't have his, you know, poop the bed game, but he didn't have a great game either. Uh, 15 out of 27, 204 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Overall, the team only had 22 rushes for 94 yards. They just couldn't really get anything going. That Saints defense looks like it might be true. Yeah, and Bridgewater seems to be gaining some confidence. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, he uh, he could be the QB of the future there. He didn't start out very good in his career with New Orleans in terms of his game time, but he's looked really good the last few games. I yeah. do want to mention that Chris Godwin had a, another really nice game for Tampa Bay, and he's continuing to make me a believer. Okay. Yeah, he... Uh, he it's scary to think with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin there for the future. Mike Evans held without a catch in this game. Wow. Yeah. That was a Zero stat I did receptions not see. On, on three targets only. So hard to win when he, you know, your best receiver doesn't even catch a ball. Mm-mm. So that leaves us with New Orleans in first place at four and one. Carolina is in second place at three and two. Tampa Bay at two and three, which will face in London next week. And then the Falcons are at the bottom of the basement with one and four. As uh, they like, should be. Yeah. And Trash. it looks like the NFC South is starting to shake out. Hopefully, if we can get a win next week and New Orleans can lose a game or so, you know, <laughs> we'll be up there. Yeah, we we were thinking that New Orleans would be in rough shape without Breeze, but man, they've got the Jaguars next week. Then they've got the Bears. That'll be a tough game. They they've got a couple of tough defenses coming up, so you know, maybe the at least they can lose one of those games and if we can continue on our roll, then I don't know, man. Yep. Now let's look at around the league. All right, let's start with Arizona Cardinals at Cincinnati Bengals. Kyler Murray picks up his first professional victory as the Cardinals win 26-23. Uh, Murray 
went 20 for 32, 253 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions, but had 10 rushes for 93 yards and a touchdown. On the other side of the ball, Andy Dalton, 27 for 38, 262 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Tyler Boyd had a big game receiving 10 receptions for 123 yards and a touchdown. And the Buffalo Bills got back to their winning ways this week, beating the Tennessee Titans 14-7. to uh, Josh Allen surprisingly played after that concussion last week. Uh, he went 23 for 32 with 219 yards, two touchdowns. Derrick Henry had a decent game, uh, 20 carries, 78 yards, and one touchdown. And John Brown had five receptions for 75 yards for the Bills. That brings the Bills up to a surprising 4-1, while the Titans are at uh, unsurprising 2-3. and three. And moving on, Chicago went out to Oakland to play the Raiders. Raiders pull out the victory in this one, 24-21. Uh, Chicago was playing without their starting quarterback, and their backup, Chase Daniel, had a decent game. Uh, 22 of 30, 231 yards passing, two touchdowns, did throw two interceptions. Um, the real story here is Josh Jacobs for the uh, the Raiders, their rookie running back, 26 carries for 123 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Um, pacing the receivers was Allen Robinson for the Bears with 97 yards and a couple of touchdowns. The Bears fall to 3-2. and two. Oakland Raiders move to 3-2. and two. Surprising. Yeah. Very surprising. Now, another 3-2 and two team now. The Vikings beat my friend Peter's New York Giants 28-10. to 10. He, uh, I had a little hope for the Giants to come out after Thielen called out Minnesota's quarterback, Kirk Cousins. But Kirk Cousins showed up today. 22 out of 27, 306 yards, two, touch in, uh, two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook continues to tote the rock really well. 21 carries, 132 yards. And that Adam Thielen was uh, brought in seven receptions, 130 yards, and two touchdowns. He had a heck of a game. I kind of laughed. I saw that pop up, his stat line pop up like midway through the second quarter, and he already had over 100 yards. And I kind of laughed. I was like, well, I guess they decided to get him the ball. Yep. And while Saquon Barkley is out, their backup, Wayne Gallman, got knocked out of this game for a concussion. So hopefully they say Saquon can play next week, and we'll see because if Gallman and Saquon's out, I don't know who's going to be playing. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the New York Jets visiting the Philadelphia Eagles. This was not a very good football game. The Eagles won 31-6. to uh, Eagles put up a lot of points on defense this week. Had a couple of defensive touchdowns. Ten sacks in this game for Woo-hoo! the Eagles. Uh, Luke Falk with another start for the Jets. Just looks terrible. 120 passing yards, two interceptions. Um, Carson Wentz didn't look much better. 189 yards and a touchdown, but didn't really have to do much in this game. Uh, they were down 14, or the Jets were down 14 nothing at the end of the first quarter, and there was just no hope for any sort of game from them. Uh, the Jets fall to 0-4. Eagles go to 3-2. and The Jets are just such a huge disappointment. They, yeah. they, were, they were really thinking that this was going to be their year. So they kind of feel, it was a kind of feel bad team. for them. They did, and they're 0-4, and they just look pitiful. 
Yeah, even Sam Darnold was healthy. That team would not be have if any wins. Right. And moving on to an overtime game, uh, the Baltimore Ravens defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers 26-23. to A scary moment in this game is when Mason Rudolph completed a pass. He got hit in the chest and got knocked unconscious and started convulsing on the field. It was very scary. Luckily, they got him to the hospital and no word currently on his status. Now, overall, the game was very close, got to overtime. Uh, Lamar Jackson led passing with only 161 yards and a touchdown. He also led rushing in the game with 14 carries, 70 yards. And Juju Smith-Schuster had seven receptions, 75 yards, and a touchdown in a losing effort. That brings the Ravens to a 3-2 and two status, and the Steelers are at 1-4, and four, completely in disarray, it looks like. All right, moving on to the New England Patriots visiting the Washington Redskins. You'd think I might say that the Redskins won this game. I'm just kidding. Nobody thinks that. The Patriots <laughs> destroyed the Redskins 33-7. to Tom Brady, after a week of not looking like Tom Brady last week, looked very much like Tom Brady in this game. 348 passing yards, three touchdowns, did have one interception, but who cares? He's, he's still Tom Brady. Uh, Julian Edelman had a nice game here. Eight receptions for 110 yards and a touchdown. And Sony Michelle led the team in rushing 16 carries for 91 yards and a touchdown. Colt McCoy did start the game for the Redskins. That's, I believe they're on their third quarterback. Or uh, second quarterback, I guess. But they started out with a backup. And now they're with Colt. And Jay Gruden, I don't know how you're hanging on, man. It's him or Dan Quinn that's going to get the axe first. Yeah, Patriots go to 5-0. and Washington falls to 0-5. I don't know if anyone thought Washington was going to be very good this year, but I bet not many people thought they were going to be this bad. Yeah, and moving on, we have the Denver Broncos picking up their first win against the Los Angeles Chargers 20-13. Uh, Broncos really kind of jumped out early and held it off uh, – the Chargers on this game. The Chargers tried to make a comeback, just fell short. Uh, Phillip Rivers led in passing 32 out of 48, 211 yards and two interceptions. Uh, Phillip Lindsay had 15 carries for 114 yards and a touchdown. And Cortland Sutton, Sutton had four receptions, 92 yards for a touchdown. Uh, remember the Chargers were supposed to be really good. It looks like they're they're falling to the wayside now with uh, Oakland at 3-2. and two. They're third place in the uh, AFC West. And yeah. Broncos bring up last place in that with one win now and four losses. All right, moving on to our final game that we're going to discuss in this segment, at least. Um, Green Bay visits Dallas. Now, <clears throat> before I tell you the score, if I told you that Aaron Rodgers didn't throw a touchdown pass, Dak Prescott threw 463 yards, and Amari Cooper had 226 yards receiving. You might think that Dallas played pretty well in this game. They got beat by 10 points, 34 to 24. The Packers go into Big D and get the win. Uh, Aaron Jones had the game of his life. Aaron Jones dominated this game. 
Uh, you, you're bringing up Amari Cooper stats and Dak Prescott's. That's because they're chasing Green Bay the whole game. It wasn't until late in the third that they actually had showed some signs of life. It, it was it was a pretty bad butt whooping, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, it was 17 nothing at halftime this game. Green Bay just in control the whole game. Aaron Jones had 19 carries for 107 yards and four touchdowns. He also led Green Bay in receiving seven yards for seven, or sorry, seven receptions for 75 yards. He absolutely destroyed this game. And by the way, the only reason Aaron Jones is actually getting as many touches as he is currently is because Jamal, Jamal Williams, Williams. Mm-hmm. got hurt last week. For some reason, Green Bay has just been ignorantly denying Aaron Jones the ball. Maybe this is the game where they finally say, you know what, Aaron Jones is a pretty damn good running back, and we're just going to start giving him some touches. Uh, yeah. Green yeah, Bay Green, looks scary. They, they're up to 4-1. and one. Uh, Dallas drops to 3-2. and two. After that hot start, Dallas has played a couple of pretty decent teams and has not looked good. So I don't know if Dallas is, was just a product of their schedule those first three games. I'm kind of thinking that they were. But they've really fallen back to earth here. Yeah, they were fool's gold. <sighs> well, that wraps up our scores and our show for today. Thank you for listening to the Meow Mix podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast or email any questions or comments to meowmixmailbag at gmail.com. We will be back on Thursday with our London preview. <laughs> we pounding. <laughs> Ha 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 ha!